Hello, you are listening to Astrology, the Amateur Astrologers Podcast. Welcome back, Masters of Ass and Amateurs of Astrology. I'm Rachel. And I'm Audrey. Welcome back, guys. Well, today's episode is on the moon. Moon. Which is so exciting. Moon, moon, moon time. <laughs> and because I'm sick, I've got this very low, <laughs> raspy voice. Moon. It's like that episode of Friends where Phoebe gets a cold and she's like, goodbye, my babies. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I'm excited about the moon. Me too. I love the moon. So if you are new here and if you're new to astrology, then we suggest finding out your date of birth, if you don't know that, your time of birth, exact time if you can, your name, your name, (laughs) just in case, and the location at which you were born. And then you want to go online and type in astrological birth chart, natal birth chart, just click on one of the links, do your birth chart, it'll tell you lots of information oh, yeah. about your your birth and what that means and who it means you might be, um, take it or leave it, that's what we do. Yep, we take it and we leave it. <laughs> so, as I said, today's episode is on the moon, and let's do some basics bitches about the moon. I'm excited. So the moon transits every 2.5 days. Nice. Meaning that people who are born in the same week will have different moons. So Rachel and I are actually born a week apart, and we have different moons. We do. Which is pretty cool. Um, we're not going to tell you, because we're going to come on to yeah, ours we'll later. To our later. So one of three key placements, which is the moon, the other three are the sun and the ascendant in your birth chart. Those are like the main ones that people usually look at. Uh, when you're looking at kind of a person's personality. Yeah. Um, you do want to look at your whole birth chart because it means a lot of different things, each different planet. But the sun, moon, and rising are the key three that you should know. And the moon is one of those because it shows your emotional self, your mm-hmm. shadow self, uh, your unconscious, and your subconscious. Yeah. It's normally talked about as like who you are with yourself, by yourself, kind of in internal emotions yeah your deep emotions. and those will express itself externally but yeah. it's kind of the flow of that inside yeah um so the moon is also ruled by cancer as a sign so cancer the crab 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 crab, crab, crab. walking sideways <laughs> walking sideways we're walking sideways <laughs> and some keywords for the moon uh emotions unconscious instincts Habits, moods, response, feeling, conditioning, family, shadow, ancestral inheritance, and nourishment. Interesting. I'm interested that family's in there. I wonder whether we'll yeah. come on to that later. Or... Well, what's interesting about family is because it's quite external, but it's it's where a lot of your um, first emotions kind of start because uh, the moon's okay. all about mothering and parenting. Ah, uh, okay. And so it's associated specifically with those bits of family. For sure, for sure. And um, nurture, nourishment and cool. how you grew up. Yeah. Nice. I like it. I'm going to cough really quickly. Go for it. Is that okay? Yeah. <coughs> Sickness, everybody. Sickness. <laughs> Legitness. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Rachel, can you tell me a bit about the astronomy? Yes. Astronomy. Astronomy. Yes. You see what we're doing there, everybody? Emphasize. So, oh, I'm so excited. So I used to, one of the things I wanted to be as a child was an astronomer. So when Audrey was like, go and look at the astronomy, (laughs) I was like, I can do this. I'm making your dreams come true. You are. Thank you so much. So the moon, it's Earth's only natural satellite. So it's one of the only, it's the only thing that orbits us naturally. Obviously, we have lots of man-made satellites that go up there, like the National Space Station and different unmanned satellites that like 
bring us internet and 5G mm-hmm. and stuff like that. That's controversial, um, which is pretty cool. We don't know how it was formed. So it's massively okay. hypothesized. And the currently most widely accepted hypothesis, hypothesis, I'm so excited to share this with you, is either called giant impact hypothesis <laughs> or it gets better, the big splash. Oh, I like that. I the know. Big splash. The big splash. Sploosh. And so we're going way, way, way back to about 4.5 billion years ago. So it was kind of before Earth as we knew it existed. It's kind of in astronomy referred to as Gaia rather than Earth because it's like early Earth. Um, And essentially what they think happened was a Mars-sized object, which is kind of unfathomable, came in collision with Gaia, with early Earth. Okay. And the moon is believed to have be something like... um, debris that came off that collision okay which is really interesting and there are lots of different bits of evidence that prove this based on kind of like what the moon's core is made of and the way that the moon and the earth orbit in a similar way and kind of all these things is that Um, why it has lots of craters because it was from a collision or is that because there's still things that hit that's still things that hit it Uh, okay? okay um which is really interesting. But I found this very interesting because I couldn't really fathom the idea of this Mars, Mars-sized Mars object hitting Earth. I like the idea of that. A Mars-sized object, right. as if we can all like imagine that. Yeah, exactly. That was what was so <laughs> weird about it. And it's also this thing of like you're imagining this giant, giant object hitting our planet. Equally, this happening in an like unf- unfathomable amount of time ago. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Um And so the moon produces its gravitational pull influences our tides, both sea-based tides and earth-based tides. So they're called body tides, which are about um, the sun and the moon impact the movement of land mass on on the earth as well. Like tectonic plates. Like tectonic plates, those kind of things, which is ever so slightly. And the other thing I didn't know is the moon ever so slightly impacts the lengthening of day, daytime. Ever so slightly, it's like something really minute, like a couple of seconds every like 200 days. And that's because of the moon, which is really interesting. Whoa, that's crazy. Which is crazy. So um, we human beings have been to the moon a few times, which is pretty cool. The first unmanned landing was by what was then the Soviet Union in 1959. Was it a monkey? No, it was oh. just totally unmanned. Okay. Just, <laughs> never, never mind. <laughs> was it a monkey? <laughs> I got really excited. Just Isn't because it was thing? unmanned doesn't. But wasn't that a thing? Yeah, that, okay, that is a mind. thing. But that cool. most of the time, the unmanned ones were just there was nothing living on board. <laughs> <laughs> was it a monkey? Um, so that was 1959. The Soviet Union sent up a module that was called Luna Two. It landed on the moon's surface. It's the first one to do that. However, the big one we talk about is Apollo Eleven. Um, which landed on the moon with three lovely human beings on board um, on July 11th, 1969. We actually celebrated the 50-year anniversary of that happening last year. Um, And I remember my dad talking about it a lot because for him as a child, that was like a majorly pivotal Mm. moment in history, which is really cool. What else have I got to say? Space Ah. travel really scares the shit out of me. Yeah, space travel is pretty intense. I don't think I'd want to go to space. I'm terrified of heights. It's not even I don't want to. Like, I literally, like, you couldn't pay me to do it. And you don't like watching sci-fis either, do you? No, I like sci-fi. I don't like realistic space movies. Okay. Have you watched Interstellar? I, I don't know. All I know is my grandma forced me to watch one, and I was not into it. Okay. 
Nice. Gravity. You, I don't know something. Don't even try me with Armageddon. I almost said Barmageddon. <laughs> don't even try me with Armageddon. <laughs> I nice. Can't. I love sci-fi's. I really love sci-fi's, and I'm very, very interested in the idea of space travel, time travel through space, like all of those kind of things. But the idea of doing it myself is well, something I'm like not into. I want to stay no, no, on no. the Earth. I love this place. Yeah, I, I want to like, be on the ground. I want to feel a rock. And I want to help Earth feel better. Yeah. Um, and I suppose what is really interesting at this point in time is so no one has gone back, no human has gone back to the moon since 1972. Really? Um, which is really interesting. We've only ever sent unmanned modules, but they're now talking about, because the big conversation at the moment in 2020 is about uh, getting to Mars now, <laughs> which is Earth's next door neighbor, in case you didn't know. Mm. Um, which is very problematic in a lot of ways. It's just like, why do we care right now? And there's like a lot more going on that we need to deal with. Yeah. When you think about, you know, general inequality, the climate crisis. Yeah. We kind of need to fix our planet before we go and like set foot on another. Yeah. I completely agree. Um, but there are obviously people who have different views to that. And so there's this <laughs> kind <I'm> like, of, <laughs> he said that so nicely. I was like, but they're not valid. Uh. <laughs> um, but what's really, really interesting is that uh, there's kind of talk at the moment of us entering a second space race, basically, um, to get to Mars. And part of that Ooh, process, I don't fucking know. It's like the US against everyone all the time. It's just so true. <laughs> so accurate. Yeah, literally. Unless um, you're in the US and you think that it's like, the whole world loves you. And then when you exit, you're like, shit, they all hate yes. us. <laughs> As you found out. Oh, yeah, I found that out the hard way. way. <laughs> um but yeah, and basically one of the things that keeps on coming up in conversation around getting to Mars is this idea that we need to go back to the moon first. Um, I don't really understand the science of that, but I read a really interesting article about it, I think before Christmas. There's a there's a really terrible sci-fi show on Amazon Prime called The Expanse, um, which is like a near future, and we've colonized Mars, we've colonized bits of the asteroid belt between Mars and, yeah, Mars and the outer solar system. Um, and it, one of the things that they talk about really interesting is obviously if you're born on different planets or in different places in the solar system, your your experience of gravity is very different. And so, like, it's a bit extreme. But one of the things they use is um, gravitational torture for different people born on different planets, which is really intense. But it's something I'd never thought about before. And it's really interesting when you think about, oh, us going to Mars, you weigh something different and your experience of gravity is different. Ugh. Ugh. That sounds really freaky. Tangent. No, but super cool. Super cool. Not the torture. Torture's no, not cool. That's, we that's... don't advocate torture or astrology. <clears throat> Unless it's ass torture. torture. No. no. Um, oh. Consensual. Always. Always. Anyways. <laughs> Shall we move on? Yes. So I wanted to bring up eclipses. Oh, yeah. Lunar eclipses. Love eclipses. So for those that don't know, a lunar eclipse is when the Earth moves between the sun and the moon. And in astrology, uh, it signifies portals and open doorways. Oh, interesting. Yes. So um, like Rachel kind of said before, the moon has um, a strong gravitational pull uh, in the Earth's oceans and apparently the Earth's like land, land as, well. as well, which is super interesting. But what's interesting about the um, the oceans is that we also, our bodies are also around 70% water as the same kind of proportions of the Earth, similar. Yeah. Uh, so it actually, the, when these lunar eclipses happen, they have quite a big effect on our physical and emotional beings. Um, yeah, which I actually think is really That's interesting. That's really, I'm really cool as well. Yeah, really I, cool. I find it really interesting that... Um, 
we as, as beings are so similar to the Earth that the moon has this similar impact on us. Like the mm-hmm. idea that we have lunar tides as exactly. well as the exactly. Earth having its own lunar tides. I think That's it depends really on how like how how in tune or how much you recognize that as well because there's a lot of times where we can go off just like not even thinking about it yeah and not feeling it at all yeah um, and then sometimes you really feel it yeah for sure um in a similar way that like our menstrual cycles link up to the moon to the moon which is so cool, cool. oh my god we should do a whole other episode on yeah that. i think we will do it's a amazing. whole other episode let us know if that's something you're interested in because yes, i please. feel like we would like love to share and also learn more about that as well. oh for sure which is interesting in relation to the lunar eclipses because the big association with lunar eclipses is the color red Okay. So yeah. so the passage of the earth in front between the sun and the moon makes the moon appear red, which is the the kind of distinctive thing about lunar mm. eclipses. Mm. So there are at least two lunar eclipses per year. Uh it can be up to 5. And this year we actually have 4. Ah. In 2020 is we this, have 4. Is this globally or is this This is this is, it just happens. Okay. Yeah, the whole world. Okay. Not everybody can see them. No, so but they happen. Yeah, so the that's why I there. asked cuz obviously you might you might have four four is it four happening this year? Four. Four. But um us being based in the UK, we might not experience any of them. This is true. But we experience the effects of them. Yeah, the energy 100%. of them. Um so I'm going to I'm going to flag up the four that we have so we can mm. mark them in your calendars. Uh, January 10th, we have a lunar eclipse in Cancer. Ooh. June 5th, we have one in Sagittarius. Okay. July 5th, we have one in Capricorn. And November 30th in Gemini. Okay, interesting. So it's nicely spread. And so we've already had one. We've already had one, exactly. Uh, That was a big one, apparently, too. Yes, because the January... So a lunar eclipse... And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, it has to occur on a full moon. That's, exactly. That's yeah. like the major thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the January full moon is also referred to as a wolf moon. Yeah. That's kind of a connotation through different cultures. Mm. And so it's the lunar eclipse in January is referred to as like a, it's like a wolf blood moon. Mm. Um, and then I, so at the beginning of 2019, we had a super wolf blood moon which means it's huge which is (laughs) a massive moon a lunar eclipse and it's the january full moon which is really interesting great way to start the year yeah audrey and i tried to go and see it um and it was very cloudy and we didn't get to see very much we saw some we did see some of it up on top of primrose hill yeah it was sick and we did a little eclipse ritual which we think we might talk about in another episode yes Mm. and this lunar eclipse that was on january 10th also kind of happened around the same time as saturn conjunct pluto and capricorn which was like a big marked a big thing for us going into this new year yeah. just okay. a lot of energy happening whoa just lots happening new year was intense it everybody. really was intense yeah so i thought that was quite interesting to flag up and i think that once those times come we can talk a bit more in depth about what each lunar eclipse it means, means yeah. when the time comes do you want a fun fact about lunar eclipses i would love one so we are able to predict when lunar eclipses happen and again maybe that's something we can describe in a in an in our eclipse specific episode but um it's believed that uh jesus christ died on the same day a lunar eclipse occurred above jerusalem super which is really interesting and so from that because we've been able to predict the dates they vaguely have an approximation of when the date that jesus died um and basically we believe that a lunar eclipse happened because there is a bit in the bible Um, And I've literally got it here and it says the moon will be turned into blood before the great and glorious day of the Lord coming, which is so beautiful. (laughs) It's like also like, (laughs) we're going to make it about sex, yo. (laughs) 
but yeah, which is super interesting. Yeah. Um, really cool. So yeah, eclipses are sick. That's when portals open. We go into different dimensions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should we talk a bit about moon mythology? Give me some. Okay, I'm so excited about this. Um, we're gonna. There's so much mythology relating to the moon, so we're gonna go quite broad for now. Um, so waxing and waning, the idea of the moon and its passage across our skies and how it changes every night, super beautiful, um, is always through a lot of different cultures and time periods seem to refer to time, to change, to repetitive cycles, to life cycles and those kind of things. Um, and it also gets associated with birth and death and destruction and creation a lot. And that is like a cyclical process through life, which is really interesting. Um, the moon is almost always perceived as female. There are lots of times when it is seen as male, but it's predominantly female through different mythologies. Um, and it's often paired with the idea that the sun is, is male or masculine. And you see that in lots of different cultures. So like in the um, Incan culture, they're referred to as brother and sister. Um, in like Greek mythology, it's often seen as... Um, like a romantic relationship or a marriage, which is really, really interesting. Um, in Greek mythology, looking particularly at Western mythology, it's associated with the goddess Artemis, who is the sister of Apollo, which is something that I didn't know. Um, and I found that really interesting that uh, Apollo is a word we use to associate with the moon. So I know that. I know their sisters because of the Disney Channel movie, um, Twitches. Have you never seen it? No. What is oh, that? Oh, Twitches and Twitches 2. Oh my god. <laughs> Dude, it's like a it's like a Halloween movie where it's it has Tia and Tamara Maori. You know Tia and Tamara? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, one is named Artemis, one is named Apollo. No. <laughs> That's so it's, bad. It, no, but those are their like cool Coventry names. So they uh. go into this weird like uh, portal and they call it Coventry, which is an actual place, isn't it? Yeah, Coventry. Yeah, nobody. At first, I was like, "What are you trying to say?" Nobody knows it in the states. We just call it it's Coventry. It's this magical portal dimension. It's a different dimension. I see. Um, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna express this to you now. Coventry is not a different dimension, <laughs> or maybe it is. Should I not go it's, it's, and it, look for Apollo and Artemis? I'm from the Midlands. I can say this. It's very meh. Okay, cool. Well, thanks for crushing my dreams. I'm sorry. That's fine. Uh, anyways. I just wanted to make sure that you knew this and we should also watch it soon. That sounds good. Cool. So uh, Luna comes from the Romans. Luna was the Roman goddess name for the moon. Mm. Um, but there are lots of other names for the Native Americans. I love this. Um, one of the names that particular Native American uh, communities use was Old Woman Who Never Dies. Oh, which I, I love. love that. Wait. Um, is that me? <laughs> I love that. that. This is so great. That's so nice. Um, and the other one is Eternal One, which is really interesting. Really cool. Um, there is a great myth that I wanted to share that I found. Okay, so this is from Kenya in Africa. Um, the sun and moon were brothers, so they're both male in this story, okay, which cool. is interesting. The moon was older, bigger, and brighter, and the jealous sun picked a fight with him. The two wrestled and the moon fell into the mud, which dimmed its brightness, which is how it's seen as now being dimmer than the sun. Oh. And the god finally made them stop fighting and kept them apart by ordering the sun to shine by the day and the mud-splattered moon to shine by the night, which is how it came to be now. That which I think is, is a really beautiful. It's really beautiful. I love I that. I love that idea of like brotherly foolishness and being punished for it. Yeah. That's really nice. Um, and the last thing I wanted to talk about, which is uh, kind of related to mythology, is... Um, the moon's relationship to madness. And so the word lunacy comes from yeah, Luna, which yeah. comes from the moon, which is really, or really loony. interesting. 
loony, loony moony. Mm. Um, and people used to believe, and this wasn't that long ago, this is kind of like up until, I want to say, like 300, 400, 500 years ago, people used to think that if you looked directly at the moon, you would go mad. Weird. 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 But so people who studied the moon used to use mirrors. And so there were just all these... so funny. I love this idea of all these guys in, like, the 14th century walking around with mirrors, like, at night being like, so funny. look at this amazing crater, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Which is so good. That's hysterical, I love that. Which Which really, if you look at the sun, you're you're, you're fucked. (laughs) Jinx. Jinx. Jinx padlock one, two, three. Did you ever used to <laughs> no. do that? Oh. We used to do this thing where you'd say jinx and then if you if you didn't want them to speak, you'd go jinx padlock oh. one, two, three. And then you couldn't say anything until I said Audrey, Audrey, Audrey. So we did that but different ways. We did jinx, you owe me a soda. Oh. So you either owe me a soda or you owe me something else. Oh. Um, or sometimes it was just jinx. And when you did that, someone couldn't speak until you said their name. Oh, okay, interesting. Control. Whoa. Groovy. Moving on. <laughs> Let's get back to the moon. Yeah. <laughs> you have more more mythology to spew at me? I think that's everything I wanted to share. But I think if you're interested in different stories associated with the moon, definitely give it a Google. Good old Google. Um, there are, like, amazing stories around the moon that are really, really beautiful. And generally, I just, I really, I feel as a person I'm very connected to the moon, which relates to my chart anyway. Um, I'm a lunarian. <laughs> okay, okay, chill. <laughs> <laughs> Suck my ass, Audrey. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It was sorry. a bit ASMR. I liked yeah, wow. it. Um, but I love the idea of this moon as a, a divine feminine icon in in our lives. Yeah. I think that's amazing. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's super sick. Super beautiful. Yeah. So I was thinking maybe we can now go through um, what does your moon sign mean? So we all yes. have a moon sign. Yes. And it's... It, resides in one of the 12 astrological signs. So I'm thinking, I'm going to go through the first six, Rachel will go through the second six, and we'll kind of give you a little low-down, brief yeah. descriptions of what it would mean if you had, say, like, yeah. moon and Aries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what does it mean to have your moon in a particular sign? If you have your moon in Aries, you're usually a doer, not a complainer. Oh, I know. You're very driven, fiery, but can appear fickle, and intense and flighty and probably quite impulsive. Okay, interesting. Which makes sense. Like yeah. I can think of. Yeah. I can think of some people. <laughs> <laughs> like dropping no the shade, shade, left, no right, shade. dropping some moon shadows. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey. <laughs> so, <clears throat> Taurus, having a Taurus moon. My sister has a Taurus moon, so makes sense. Hey. Hey, Madalena. <laughs> um, Taurus moons, they're very patient, especially with those that they care about and love, which makes a lot of sense. sense. Yeah, definitely. Uh, they also place a lot of importance on beauty and not really like, um, not particularly materialistic beauty, but emotional beauty. Okay, <clears throat> nice. Um, they treasure security, which makes sense as, as a Taurus. And they're quite emotionally tough. Um, because they, they tend to feel a lot and mm-hmm. they do feel a lot, but they feel with quite a lot of clarity okay. and they don't seem to ponder on a lot of negative feelings. Okay. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Which is, which is, which makes sense, which I'm jealous about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little jealous. It's like, so Audrey and I, in case you missed our previous episodes, we're both Taurus sun signs. Yes. Um, and so feel a very deep connection to the people who are Taurus moons, but <laughs> yeah, also yeah. like, I'm so jealous. Can't relate, Can't relate with our Can't water moons. Relate. Yeah. So... Gemini. So Mm. having your moon in Gemini means you're quite playful, moody, inquisitive. Um, Sometimes you can have a hard time understanding your own emotions Mm -hmm. if you're a Gemini moon. 
um, which can also make you feel a bit awkward when other people are expressing emotions. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I know quite a few people who are like that. Right? I, I mean, I also think it's society as well that tells us we're not allowed yeah. to feel. But definitely a Gemini moon thing. But I definitely had a friend at school who um, would be really uncomfortable when people would cry. She would laugh. Uh, ooh. Which is <laughs> like, like, it's like it's not just, great. It's just such an awkward... Yeah. I mean, it, I get it, but it's also a really awkward reaction yeah, for the one that's crying. Yeah, literally. Like, um, so Gemini moons, you may also uh, come across as having mood swings, but usually it's more because you have, you're, you're having a certain change in feeling, but you're not actually expressing it verbally. So you might okay. actually be feeling it for a while, and then somebody next to you is going to be like, whoa, you just changed your mood, you're having mood swings, but really they've been feeling like that for a while, while they just haven't okay. expressed it. Okay, okay. Um, so cancer moons, which is... Hello, it's me. <laughs> Rachel has her moon in cancer. Uh, cancer moons, I love this. The first, the first thing I saw oh, was they can't stand feeling alone. That's really interesting because, and so Audrey and I were talking about this on uh, like a couple of days ago. I don't, and maybe it's my Taurus sun sign. Mm. I'm not someone who I, who gets lonely very often, mm. but currently I'm going through a stage where I feel very, very lonely. Yeah. But I think that's that's quite an emotional process. And I think as well from having talked to you, you have quite deep like ties to to not wanting to feel lonely. And I don't think you are, yeah. you feel lonely a lot. But no. I think so when you do, it hits, hits you, you quite deeply. Deep. Yeah. yeah. Which is really, and that's so interesting that that's literally the first thing that comes <laughs> up because I'd be like, no, that's not me. And then it's about? like, oh, fuck, it's, so it's me. But that's also the thing is that we all contradict everything we are. Yeah. And so that's what's interesting about signs. And that's why you can't just look at sun signs because you may not at all feel connected to your sun sign. For a long time, I didn't feel connected to my sun sign because also you read it and you're like, wait, I'm not just that because you're not just that, that obviously. No. <laughs> and also you change as well. And you oh, can be yeah. like a different, it's like I can be lonely one day and I might be like totally loving my own company exactly. the next. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, so can't still stand feeling lonely. Um, they, they like lots of attention and affection emotionally from people that they care about. Mm-hmm. Um, they also prioritize family and home, which also makes sense because this is, remember that the, um, the moon rules cancer as well. So the moon and cancer are quite tied together. Yeah. So having your moon and cancer magnifies that, which also makes cancer one of the most sensitive signs. Okay. Um, and also quite connected to home and family because yeah. of that. Um, they can be ultra sensitive, uh, but also it says don't beat yourself up about that because you can use it for creativity. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, so the rest of the world might be like, <laughs> shut up, stop crying. And you're like, <laughs> I can't handle it. But it's also okay because I can make it up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So that's great. So moving on to Leo. Ooh. Leo moon. Leo moons are intense, flighty, dramatic. They appreciate emotional honesty. They really, really highly appreciate emotional honesty. Mm-hmm. They also hate when their emotions are dismissed or belittled. Um, and usually they're seen as quite dramatic, uh, cause Leos in general are quite dramatic, dramatic yeah. but Leo moons, they are seen as having quite emotional, dramatic situations and kind uh, of like okay. creating these scenes. But from the outside, it looks like they're doing it for attention, attention. but really what's going on on the inside, it's more like, this is actually how they truly feel. Okay. Like they okay. feel like this is that intense. Yeah. And so, so when someone is like, say, say you're having a confrontation or something or, mm. a, or a Leo moon is really like upset and having one of their fits, um, the kind of worst thing to do is say like, you, you just want attention Cause, because they, it's not, it's, it's just how unvalidating they feel. what they feel. Yeah, it's okay. genuinely what they feel. Wow. Okay. That's really interesting. Yeah, really interesting. 
Um, so then Virgo, Virgo moons. This one's this one's funny because I feel like just reading this, I'm like, I don't know if Virgo moons would get along with Cancer moons. Um, <laughs> so they're conservative, helpful, keen, humanitarian-like but they're blunt and they may come across too practical with others that are feeling emotions and certain feelings. Um, so it's kind of the advice for Virgo moons is to observe the way you say things because everybody else is kind of much more fragile than you. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah I don't think I could. I don't that. think you could handle if it. If I was like <laughs> in emotional turmoil and someone's like, like, so, and me, Audrey's not a Virgo moon, but Audrey has this thing. I have a bit of tough love for Rachel. She has a lot of tough love for me. <laughs> don't deny it. Uh, but you're starting to get into this habit of being like, when I'm feeling a bit low where Audrey's like, do you need tough love or soft love, Rachel? And I'm always like, soft love. I need soft love. Because <laughs> my, my in- instincts are like, tough love. And I don't <laughs> you know got why, this. But it's, it's tough love. It's not in a way that's like dismissive. It's Hell more no. like, I'm like there for you, but it's like, I also am there for you in a way that I'm like, come on, we got this. this Get your shit yeah, together. You yeah, have yeah, this, yeah. you know, 100%. Um, but also feel your stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, I know, I know for me as a moon in cancer, sometimes that's a bit too much it's and I need jarring. a bit more, I need a bit more like, it's okay. Or it's not okay. It's not okay. But it's, it's okay, okay to it's not be okay. okay. Um, but that's very yeah. interesting about. It is interesting about Virgo moons. The VJs. <laughs> <laughs> Ew, okay, move on. <laughs> Maybe never mind. Uh, Rachel, can you give me the next six? Yes, I'm, I'm so excited. excited about this. So we're starting off with Libra moons. Um, and similarly to Tauruses, actually, they love beautiful things. They're normally seen as quite intellectual and flirtatious. And you know why? Oh, go Libra on. and Taurus are ruled by Venus. Ah, it's a, okay. It's dual planets. Okay, yeah. interesting. So it makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's cool. Um, there are also moon signs that love harmony. That's like a big thing. Um, and because of that, they have a lot of tension around conflict. And they're often people who will use denial and lying as a defense Ooh. mechanism, which is super interesting. <gasps> interesting. Um, wow. And so the advice is always to be like, check yourself if you're in a confrontation kind of context, mm. to be like, don't don't lie. Try not to shut down. Try not to deny. Like, just be open to something. Um, moving on to Scorpio moons. Ooh. I found this very interesting because I'm a Scorpio rising. So it's interesting seeing, like, the mm-hmm. kind of comparison across different uh, chart-based positions. Um, the three words that were used were intense, powerful, and transformative, which I thought was really, really mm-hmm. amazing. Um, they're often really loyal and very deeply creative. And those kind of things hang in tandem together. But they're also quite prone to big blow-ups and being sometimes, like, holding a lot of very intense emotion and then suddenly, like, exploding. Yeah, Scorpios are known for that. (laughs) Um, And also, there's always a bit of, with any Scorpio, a bit of paranoia, Mm -hmm. a bit of power struggle going on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of the vibe. Sagittarius moons. Um, They have a lot of soul. They can be quite romantic and philosophical. Um... Very emotionally sensitive, but also can come off quite standoffish. Mm. Um, I suppose that's maybe similar to uh, the Virgo moon thing that we were just talking about. Mm -hmm. That thing of like they can be quite blunt and therefore other people might perceive them as standoffish. And so the advice is always to be a bit more open and aware to like how other people react emotionally to things. Mm. Um, And they're also big admirers of beauty, like emotional beauty, which is really nice. nice. I really like that. Capricorn moons, super strong, super like hardcore strong. Um, And one of the things that's talked about a lot is how they're really, really driven to to 
out of something rather than sitting still. So like they're described as either being driven to resolution or repression of like how they're mm. feeling, like negative emotion. Um, and that is like a better resolution for them rather than like, I'm just going to stay with this thing. Okay. And so the advice is always to be like, try and be a bit more reflective on yourself, especially if you're aiming more for repression than you are resolution of how you feel. Mm. Um, because they are such like fast paced moving people, they also can be quite impatient to other people's feelings. I'm sure, yeah. Which is really cool. Which or might be cool. kind of where that comes in for me a little bit in my Capricorn rising. Yeah, defo, defo. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> definitely Audrey. Wow. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, Aquarius moons. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I'm sorry, I'm like trying to read my notes. Aquarius moons, most, they are most happy when they feel like themselves and they feel like the people around them are being their most genuine oh, selves. Oh, sure. Which is like so accurate. Yeah. Um, they can be quite innovative and intellectual, but can also be, because they're quite like free spirited, can kind of be a bit more like all over the place and can be hard to read for other people. Um, and their intellects can make them very over analytical and quite arrogant sometimes. Mm. And then finally, Pisces moon, Ooh. which is Audrey's moon That's sign. That's my moon. Um, immediately described as emotionally intense. Oh, yeah. And it's emotional intensity <laughs> with big imagination. And those two things oh, sit together yeah. massively, which is incredibly true for you, I would Huge. say. Um, they're really creative, really sensitive to other people. It's you in a nutshell. <laughs> it really is. Um, and because of that, they're really highly empathetic, which can often f- make them quite fragile. Yeah, and I think what's funny about that is growing up, I never saw myself as empathetic. And I, I kind of, I think because next to like my mom and my sister, I felt like they were very understanding and empathetic mm. and I tended to like close off a bit more. Okay, interesting. And be less open yeah. and be less kind of, uh, willing to connect in that sense mm-hmm. but definitely as I've like come into my own a little bit and grown up a bit uh, I connect a lot to that but I definitely put up barriers yeah. to protect myself from em- empathy that could be destructive, destructive. to myself yeah that's yeah. probably my Taurus side being like mm, protect yeah. you know definitely definitely but I definitely empathy yeah Whew. So much empathy. But that's also why, like, when you're going through stuff, it, like, deeply hurts me. Yeah, 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 Because <laughs> yeah. I can, like, really yeah, feel it. Yeah, definitely, um, definitely. And that's why sometimes probably tough love in some ways, that's why I can shut down. Yeah. Because that's my way of going, I can't feel like this right now. I'm there for you, but I can't feel, feel it like right this. now. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Um, and then the last thing let's talk about Pisces moons is because of how vast their imaginations are, they can sometimes be a bit delusional, which I think is very interesting knowing you, um... And um, you, that against your Taurus sun sign and that being someone who's like normally quite pragmatic and quite stoic. And my Capricorn rising, which is also an earth sign. sign, Yeah. Um, But also one of the things that you've talked about, Audrey, before. Oh, tummy rumble. (laughs) Hi. Um, One of the things that you've talked about is how your perception of uh, like, like societal structures and stuff like that that for you is quite difficult yeah. and like and you don't really get it and you're kind of like but well, I don't but why can't we just like be this way or be a bit more fluid or whatever yeah. and I find that really interesting not that that's delusional at all but that slight it's a bit uh, of a detachment emotionally from reality really, yeah definitely which is really cool I yeah I feel that a lot yeah I have a hard time connecting to to humanities subjects and um, social structures Just, yeah. because it doesn't feel right to yeah. me. So then I'm like, how does it make sense and why is it there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know? And then it's hard to talk to people about it because then they're like, it's just is. It's just there. And that's that's people's world well, to them. Yeah. And it's not my world. That's yeah. why it's... For yeah. sure. But it needs to be recognized. That's, you know. Yeah. 
So that's all the signs. This that makes a lot of sense. That's so interesting. Rachel, I think we should take a quiz. So <gasps> Okay. I found this quiz called Can I Guess Your Moon Sign? Ooh. It's a personality quiz online. Oh, I'm excited. Um it's at uquiz.com, the letter U. And the quiz instruction is, in astrology, moon signs can also show childhood life as well as personality. Questions will try to pinpoint both. If you don't show your moon sign, or sorry, if you don't know your moon sign, check out this calculator, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So, are you on the website, Rachel? I am on the website. So, if you'd like to join us, you can get on the website, too. So, first, enter your name. Entering my Audrey. Name. Rachel. Oh, I did three E's accidentally. Oh, <laughs> interesting. Start quiz. Okay. Do you have intense emotions? Yes. Answer. Please choose one. I say yes, too. Optimist or pessimist? Optimist. Optimist. Uh, yeah. It's hard because if in, it's hard to choose just one because also in comparison between us, I'd say I'm more of an optimist Yeah, you are you. more of an optimist than I yeah. am. But I feel like relatively I'm quite... Yeah. I definitely don't think I'm p- pessimistic. Anyway. Are you close with your parents? Brackets. Do you trust them with everything? Are they emotionally supportive? I think a lot of people feel like no. No, yeah. And I think that just has to do with certain circumstances. Senses, yeah. But also, somewhat is an option here. It's somewhat is yes, an option. Yes, somewhat or no. Mm. Oh, I like the next one. You crave passion, intellect, to be understood, love. Oh, all of them. Yeah, I want all of them. Wait, okay, hold on. I think above all else, to be understood for me. I think it's love for me. Do oh, it. That was so, so no, deep. That really, I really felt that I think that it was there. love for me. <laughs> okay, question five. Your group of friends all turn their back on you, mocking you and leaving you on your own. What's your first response? Walk away and actively find better friends. Trying to get an explanation out of them. Subtly try to make your way back in. Be by yourself for a while. The ones who want to be friends with you will come by. Okay, um, none of these answers I would choose. <laughs> Because I would be deeply upset. (laughs) Yeah, I would be really upset. Where's my sadness? Yeah, where's my sadness? Wait. Okay, honestly, I I think from past experiences, but then again, this has to do with like being a teenager. From past experiences, I probably would try to get an explanation out of them. Yeah, me too. But I wouldn't subtly try to make my way back in. No, I would just want to be like, fair, but why? Yeah, what's up? But then I also feel like the last one, be by yourself for a while, is also something I would probably do. Because I'd probably need, like, space for myself. Probably. To, like, oh, fuck me, to process. Yeah, no, I feel, I feel tied between those two. I think mine is the third one. I'm going for the third one. Oh, the next then one. And again, has- I have been by myself. I have done that, too. Okay. Fuck it. Which one did you pick? The third. Okay. Question six. You, dot, dot, dot. Answer, please choose one. There's Only lo- one. There's lots of options. This is there. probably the one question that they <laughs> choose your moon sign yeah, after. Literally. That's so funny. Okay, so it's you are sweet and imaginative, are generous, are caring, are carefree and fun, have strong morals, Ooh. feel deeply, uh. love a healthy competition, <laughs> are not afraid to be the center of attention. No, no. Want to be successful. Yes. Live in the moment. Are reasonable mm-hmm. and hate the generic. Oh. I feel very connected to a lot of these. Me too. Um, okay, but I'm going to. like the strongest? Yeah, I'm also going to knock out the ones that I don't think are me. Okay, so what's well, not you? Live in the moment isn't very me. Ooh. Uh, 
are not afraid to be the center of attention. I think I don't mind it, but there are sometimes like like I'm like I don't like want it. it. I don't like it. Um, I literally all of these describe me. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> um, I feel like everything else I relate to. Would you describe me as sweet and imaginative? <laughs> the sweet part's funny. But see, from an external perspective, yes. you come across as very pragmatic. And so, like, your imaginative side is not something I feel like I know you know as well until you know you. That's true. That's true. And that's why reading my, my sun sign as a, as a teen, I was always like, what is this? I'm not logical. I'm not practical. And everybody else is like, you're such a Taurus. Yeah. But inside, I don't feel that way. Because inside, I feel like my moon. Inside, yeah. I feel like a Pisces. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that's funny. Um, but I guess we have to base off of what we feel yeah. ourselves. It's funny because I feel like the one I probably connect to most is our caring. But that also feels like, oh my God, I'm such a caring person. No, but it's true. You are. But I think, I think be honest. It's okay. All of these are nice things to say about yourself. Yeah. I'm the dick that was like, they're all me. <laughs> <laughs> Audrey wants everything. <laughs> what, what are you thinking about? Um, I def I wouldn't say generous. I wouldn't say caring. Not because I'm not that, but that's because those aren't the strongest things. No, in me. I would say carefree and fun, but <laughs> I don't think that's very true. I don't. Ouch! No, as in like you're not. You are carefree and fun, but not like massively. Not emotionally either. No. I think I'm gonna have to do sweet and imaginative, because. Like, I'm there for you, but also I'm there for myself. I'm, so I'm in my head. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Okay, next question. You are drawn to people who are... Ooh, creative, sympathetic, exciting, interesting. Creative. It has to be interesting for me. I really like interesting people. To me, creative people are interesting. Well, yeah, they all intersect. Wait. wait, wait, did you get it? Did they get it right? Did you get it right? Did the computer get it right? Yeah, it got it right. Yeah, it got it right. Hold on, I'm trying to see if it got mine. Oh, no. What did you get? <laughs> awkward. <laughs> um, awkward. Oh, my God, the result. So it says Scorpio moon. Oh, interesting. Often only has one parent or very distant parents. Tough childhood, emotional and stubborn. Why does Yo, it say all of that? That's not accurate for me. <laughs> Whoa. Mine, uh, mine got me. I'm cancer me. Close to family, emotional, sensitive, caring. Yeah, it's because you chose caring. Why? I don't understand. Okay, now I'm bitter. <laughs> <laughs> My emotional response to this is bitter. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it asked seven questions. That's true. It's out of seven questions. And I, I know myself. It. It's fine. That was fun. I highly recommend doing that. It was weird. Yeah, that was super fun. Apparently, this is other is how do you compare? And it's his results compared to others. And there are thirty eight percent Scorpio moons, which I think a not only says something about oh. this quiz, but also says something about Scorpio moons. <laughs> <laughs> like the yeah, yeah, yeah. They're the people who've done this <laughs> quiz the take most. This quiz a lot. <laughs> <sighs> and then Cancer moons are next. So here yeah, goes. And Pisces moons only four percent. Am I not rare? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. All right, should we move on? That's funny, yes. So I was thinking I'd love to say quickly about Vedic astrology. Yes, please. So This is something I know very little about. Vedic astrology is like ancient Hindu and Indian astrology um, as opposed to Western astrology. Spicy. 
Yes. So there's a huge, in terms of the moon, there's a huge focus on the moon, actually, in the astrology. They actually put more of a focus on it than the sun sign. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah. Because what they say about it is that the sun changes uh, each month, whereas the moon changes, like, every two and a half days, Days. which is why predictions based on the moon are actually closer and accurate to the person. Okay. Um, And also, moon signifies kind of moods and emotions, and those change frequently. And Uh so it's more interesting to kind of look at those in this opinion. Okay, interesting. Um, I like it. Yeah, so so uh, a little thing about Vedic astrology then with the moon is that the moon is the mother here. The moon is the divine feminine. The moon takes care of you. It nurtures. Now, one thing to mention, too, is that when we say mother and when we say divine feminine, we don't mean, like, male and female. We mean, no. we mean the divine feminine energy. So the moon is nurturing. The moon is parental. So, and it says mothering in one sense because mother is a representation of nurturing, but your father can be your mother. Mother, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, Does yeah. not matter um, if you have a penis. We don't exist in patriarchal binaries, everybody. No. <laughs> Hell no. We're not into that shit. Mm-mm. Also, I don't know what this means, but the north and the northeast is the moon's, like, direction. That's, okay. like, the, the astrological direction for that. Cool. Don't know exactly what this means. Um... But yeah, and so so there's an argument to be made about Vedic, Vedic astrology um, being more like equipped and precise and detail oriented uh, in terms of predictions than Western astrology because it focuses because on the moon. The moon. Okay. Exactly, that's really cool. Yeah, so that's super cool. Maybe we'll do a whole other episode where we look at non-Western astrology. That I would think be that really would be awesome. Yeah, amazing. So it's towards the end of the episode now, Rachel, and I wanted to ask you, where are you ass? Where am I ass? This yeah, where are you ass in life? So I'm currently feeling very incredibly deeply creatively stimulated, um, which is not only, I think not only just because I'm making uh, a piece, I'm making a piece of art, everybody. Ooh. Ooh. Ah. Ah. Um, But also because I'm now at the point in my creation process where I'm starting to share it with other people, including my my good friend, Audrey Bave. Moi. Hidden, hidden here with me right now. Yes, hello. Um, and other people, and so the the thing is starting to exist outside of my brain, and other people are amazing because they bring other stuff to it, mm. and so it kind of, like, grows and grows and grows. Exciting. Which is really cool. Um, the other thing, on a probably on a less creative note, is I'm feeling emotionally very closed, but then equally, as we spoke about earlier, quite lonely, which is really weird because I'm not, I'm A, not someone who really experiences loneliness often or a lot, um, but so also you thought. So I thought, what the fuck? <laughs> um, but also I'm not doing anything to help myself. Um, so I'm feeling today, in comparison with the last few days, I'm feeling more like I want to be open to like new experiences, new people, new places, and just be more like out in the world rather than just like sitting in my own sad and sick. Yay. I'm also sick. Yeah. That's, that's where I'm ass. Where are you ass, Audrey? Where am I ass? Well, I'm I'm all over the ass place. Ooh. <laughs> all uh, over that ass. <laughs> <laughs> so where am I ass? Well, I had a fantastic travel to Edinburgh over the weekend. Amazing. And that was so fun. We love Scotland. Uh, I Shout got to see my friend Joe. Shout out Joe. Shout out Joe. Hey Joe. <laughs> Sun in Cancer, Moon in Hold on, I got this. I got this. She's Pisces. Sun in Cancer. Same as Pisces. Oh, spicy. Yeah, Sun in Cancer, Moon in Pisces, and Rising Capricorn. Ooh. Little mix of us over there. Yeah, that um, is. Hey, so I got to be quite social, which is nice because that's like activating my Mercury and Aries. <laughs> I hate talking like this, but I also love it. <laughs> um, yeah, and then and then I've also been in like massive Pisces brain, my moon brain, mm-hmm. um, because I've been like super up in my head 
uh, not worried or anything, just like really uh, visual and envisioning lots of things um, as opposed to last week where I felt a bit more Capricorn-y. I felt a bit more like driven mm-hmm. and focused and go. For this, I have a lot of like creative energy like you're kind of saying yeah. as well. Um, but it doesn't feel as focused before and I'm trying to to be practical now. I'm trying to really like okay. make notes, make structure, do that cool. because my brain's... My, my moon's taking over. Amazing. Um, which is perfect for this episode. Yes, I love it. Yeah. Beautiful. Amazing. Well, let us know where you're ass. Where, where are you ass, guys? Let us know. Amazing. I love where you're ass. <laughs> thank you so much for sharing. Thanks for sharing. Um, <laughs> thank you for listening to this episode about the moon. Yes. We've had a lunaful time with oh, you. Oh, God. <laughs> no? Looney. Oh, oh, no. no. Um... <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, guys. Thank you. And suck my ass. And suck mine too. Bye. Bye.